You're listening to Games from the Cellar, where we play board games and then we talk about them. I'm Steven, your host, and tonight I was joined by John, Sam, and Chris to play Wings of Glory. Wings of Glory, designed by Andrea Angelino and Pier Giorgio Pallina, was first published as Wings of War in 2004 by Fantasy Flight Games and Nexus Games. Wings of War was rebooted as Wings of Glory in 2012 by Ares Games. It has been nominated for various Games of the Year awards in Poland, the Netherlands, and Japan. The World War II version won the 2007 Luca Game Best Card Game Award. At the time of this recording, Wings of Glory has a 6.9 rating with 4,700 ratings on BoardGameGeek and has a ranking of 1,284. It's a 2-200 player lightweight game that should play in about 30 minutes. Thank you for joining us in the cellar as we go in-depth with Wings of Glory. But what do you say to start? You know, I've heard like 10 of them and I still... It's usually like... Wings for Glory. Take it away. Wings of Glory, formerly named Wings of War, uh, I believe was released in 2004 by uh, Ares Games. It was Nexus originally, but the guys that invented it created a game called Ares Games. It's still being produced. They still make airplanes for both World War II and for World War I. We have World War I out here. Mm-hmm. The games are very, very similar in rules. If you know the rules to the one, changing to the other one is... Literally two minutes reading. You need however, a little fact sheet. However, the games play incredibly differently because of just a couple of minor changes to the rules. So uh, this version of the game is World War One. We have World War One airplanes, and we have these little cards which have bendy lines on them. And that's how your plane's going to fly. There's some straight, and you can fly straight, hot and straight. Or you can turn to your left, you can turn to your right. Sometimes you're turning very tight. Sometimes you're turning kind of leisurely. And the idea is to get your plane into a position where your guns are pointed at the other guy and his guns are not pointed at you. Now, if there's only two of you playing and it's one-on-one, one one, then things are pretty straightforward. But when you start getting into a furball, when you start having four, six, eight, twenty 20 planes on the field, mm. then you can do all the ducking and hiding you want there's somebody out there that happens to be pointed at you and it can get very messy very quickly. Yeah, and this is a this is a game that can scale upward almost infinitely. Yes. They've played games with 120 players, 130 mm-hmm. players, and it frankly does not take that much longer to take your turn, especially if with anybody who's who's played one game before uh, there's there's kind of I don't want to call it an etiquette, but there's there, there's a a good way to move the airplanes, even when they're all very close together and you're kind of cluttered and you need to work around it. Once you sort of learn how to do it, everybody gets that sight as to which planes should move first because they're going to get out of the way, which planes should move next because they're kind of moving into the important positions and which planes at the end you want to have sitting on top. Because at times the planes are kind of piled ones on tops of each other. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're on your way out of the fur ball, then you want your plane to be on top because on the next turn, you're going to be the one that's going to be going fast. You'll go first. And, and, and you kind of get the hang of that after you've played a little bit. But these models cost anywhere from, um, you know, when the first, when the models first came out, you could get them as cheap as $6 from the online stores that don't exist anymore. Um, I think retail, they were eight fifty originally. They were, then they went up to about 12, 1299. They're very pretty models. They are very well done. Um, come pre-painted, come with their own little base and their own little pegs. And every airplane in the game, every model of airplane in the game plays differently. 
So if you're playing a SOP with Camel, like you are tonight, Stephen, what you're going to find is your plane wants to turn to the right. Yes. And in real life, that's what SOP with Camels did because they had such a big engine and such a big flywheel. They had this tremendous amount of torque that went into the airplane. And that the way the engine turned, they wanted to turn right. So there will be times when you're playing the game that you go, boy, I'd really like to get left. And you're like, you know, I'd probably do better if I do three right turns instead because <laughs> it's that much of a difference. I'm flying a Henry it's in a plane that was picked up by the Italians and the Belgians. It was actually a French design, but they didn't want it. Uh, they were putting all their money into the Newport at the time, and it is more of a, a general flyer. It's kind of a good all-around plane. It doesn't have anything particularly fancy or fantastic about it, but it's, it's kind of good at everything. Uh, on the other side of the table, uh, Chris is playing a D5A, which is a big, fast airplane. It's got, it's got the same guns as the rest of us do. We're all going to be using the A damage deck. There's... There's really two damage decks for the airplanes. The A's are the bigger guns, and the B's are the smaller guns. So just as in uh, Wings for the Baron, where you have to get bigger engines in order to get bigger guns on board, um, the late war planes have dual machine guns, and that's why you're pulling from that A deck, the bigger deck. The early war airplanes, and those are sold for this game as well, you have B, B deck guns. They're single machine guns, and they don't do as well. And what's curious... Go ahead. So the... the the plane that Chris is flying. What what was it again? That's an Albatross D five A. That's where I was going. Which which of the factories is making Chris's plane? That's the Albatross. Could probably be the so, Albatross. Yeah. So we we are actually the, the Albatross, and that's the one that starts with four factories and wings for the Baron. Mm. Um, over here to my left is Sam. He's flying a Fokker D seven, which was probably the best airplane of the entire war. Obviously produced by Fokker. You and gotta his, you gotta calm down. We gotta keep our clean tag. Okay. <laughs> well, no. Um, he just feels very strongly. I feel about very strongly. Well, I, I, so I'm I'm an engineering nerd as much as I am a game nerd. So um, this this game kind of rings two bells for me, and that's kind of nice. But the D7 was probably the hottest airplane of the entire war, at least from a fighter perspective. Obviously, mm-hmm. there were big bombers and other things that had a lot of high tech in them as well. Um, but. D7 has a very strong engine, so it climbs very quickly. We'll be playing with altitude rules tonight. Um, you don't have to, um, but we'll play altitude rules tonight, and Sam is going to be able to gain height faster than any of us. So Chris, the other German, will be the slowest. You and I, Stephen, as the Entente, excuse me, as the allies, uh, will be in the middle. It takes three climbs for us to change a peg. And Sam only needs two climbs to change a peg. So so the Germans will have the fast and the slow, and we'll have the two in the middle. I want a fourth peg. I've only got three here. Uh, there's one in your bag. Awesome. So everybody, there's plenty of plenty of pegs to go around. Yeah, you have quite the collection of wings. Well, wings of war and then wings of glory. It's uh, it's very impressive. Yeah, uh, you've a- you've been in this since the beginning, and I don't think you've ever kind of given up on it or. Got no. to a place where you're like, you know, I think I've got enough planes because, like you, you know, said, the game scales up almost infinitely. And, and, and you know, the thing is, once you, once you get into it and you have your basic gear, the cost of a new airplane is like the equivalent of two cups of coffee at Starbucks. And I'm like, I'd much rather have the airplane mm-hmm. than the two cups of coffee at Starbucks. I'll, I'll they, do without. Are they still about $12? That's what that's what they list for when they come out. So all the new stuff coming out, they're typically around twelve ninety nine. Um, the uh, the bigger planes, the bombers and the like, are, are more expensive. But these, these are, probably these explains are very, why John sleeps through work most of the days. 
Right, because I'm not getting my share of coffee. Instead, I'm thinking about airplanes. But I mean, I don't drink coffee, and I could so, use some cool airplanes. So, so one of the big differences I talk about with the World War One version and the World War Two version is, it, you know, it's just a couple of rules differences. The World War One version is very, um, uh, it's more heads up. It's more you can sit back, you plan your three cards, and then the game sort of plays itself for for three movements. The World War Two version. You're placing a card every single move. So it's far more heads down. It's more technical. You're more, you, you really have to have your head in the game much more. Whereas this game kind of comes in, in these little bursts where you'll sit down and everybody will get their three movement cards and you play down three movement cards, those cards that have the arrows that say, I want to turn left, then I want to go straight, and then I want to turn right, and I'm hoping I'm going to come in pointing at the side of his airplane so that I can shoot him and he can't shoot me. So those are the, you lay those three cards down, left, straight, and then everybody plays their first card. Everybody moves. And if anybody's in front of you, you get to shoot at them. There's a little stick that says whether they're in range or not. And then you play the second card. You do the same thing. You play the third card. So while you're playing card one, card two, and card three, pretty much your fate is sealed. I mean, what's going to happen on the field is what's going to happen on the field. And so you get these moments of, oh, crap, I went the wrong way. I did not think he was going to do that. Or some guy from the other side of the board is suddenly pointing at you and you realize that you're just toast. So you have these moments of of grabbing your head and saying, oh, this is not going to go my way. And other times you go, oh, holy cow, everything just fell my way just the way I wanted. And that's that's the nature of the World War One version. The World War Two version, it's every single card. It's 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 you know, it's much more precise. It's much more. Uh, it's and, and the, the other difference is, is these World War One planes, you can probably get hit with bullets probably five or six times before they go down. World War One, they had cannons in the airplanes, and it's possible that you take one hit and you're done. I mean, hmm. the games go much faster because of that. So, obviously, John has a lot of experience with Wings of Glory. I've played probably a half dozen times. Chris has probably played a, about as many times. I think Samuel, I've played about about same amount. Yeah, I mean, so, this, Samuel, this is your first time playing, yeah, right? I don't think i've ever played this before i've played i mean i'm getting i may have done a demo of something very very similar at gen con one year you have played you played star wars i've done star wars like once yeah so this star wars came from this they yeah like fantasy flight License the movement system and the yeah and and the, yeah. and the damage. Well, no, the damage is dice rolling and but they, Fantasy Flight is licensing how movement happens and so you can you can draw the direct line there. If you've played one, you can do the other right. and vice versa. Yeah, I've definitely done things with this sort of card <clears throat> movement system before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's it's, there's there's a bit of a family to them. There's also there's a Sails of Glory, which is sailing ships, and there's interesting rules because you have to deal with the wind and the like. Um, so there's 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 been a few different permutations of this, but World War this this World War One version of Wings of War, Wings of Glory, was kind of the the modern progenitor of this. I think some of this goes back years and years, but they, the Nexus was were the ones that really kind of brought this back out of the barn again, and uh, and did this sort of thing. And the games were just simple enough that they gave them an opportunity to to. I mean, anybody can. But I, I play this with three and four year olds, and quite frankly, they do as well as anybody else. Um, and the fact that you can bring in twenty people or thirty people, as long as you have enough airplanes, and you don't even need to play with the airplanes. You can play with, with can play with cards if you don't play altitude rules. Um, 
um, it's it's very easy to kind of customize the game to the level of complication and the level of fun you want to have. I don't think it would be just. I don't think it would be fun just to play with a bunch of cards. You gotta have the models and the height and just yeah, a little bit of. They height. They are awfully gives, pretty, right? So, so typically, it's like with, playing with race when, cars. When I'm playing with point. brand new people, and Sam's an exception because he's he's so smart. I don't need to step down to this level, but I'll put everybody on three pegs, and we'll all just play on one. We'll just play on one altitude level, and we'll zoom around the board, and you get behind somebody, and you do your shooting, and you're good. And then the next step, I'll say, okay, now we're going to play with the altitude rules, and you can only shoot people that are at your own altitude or one peg away. And you got to be closer if they're one peg away. So that's an issue. So now the game gets a three-dimensional aspect to it because you can duck under somebody or you can fly over them and perhaps escape that way. Mm. So that's one of your possibilities as well. And then there's all sorts of rules for tailing somebody and for um, precise firing, and we'll bring those in as they become relevant. So when I see a situation where somebody is getting into one of those positions, we'll talk about those rules in particular. And um, and that's, that's, that's really the long and the short of the game. This is a game you can get set up and get playing and... 10 minutes if you've just got a basic set um or it's a game that you can spend an hour getting all the pieces out and 25 planes on each side and you know the like really just try looking through the planes and picking the one that you really want instead right. of just grabbing the one that looks pretty right I, exactly. I picked one that looked pretty yeah i mean it's a it's a good way to go um most people are gonna end up with the red baron because well i, I did say, look at the red baron I was going to say, are you old enough for like yes, the I'm, Snoopy yes. Red Baron you've stuff? You've got the sop with camel. I don't see Snoopy on there, but you've got the camel. Well, that's not why I picked it, but yeah. That it's is sublimo. Snoopy's airplane. Yeah. So, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> I was just saying, you're so young. <laughs> My grandmother had a whole um, shelf of peanuts comics okay all right then and there was little else to do for young samuel when you're at your grandmother's house in northern pennsylvania so i was afraid you were gonna say she had a whole pack of like camels sitting up on a (laughs) Uh, elephants actually yeah the the camels were in her pocket (laughs) rolled up in her sleeve wrong uh, wrong grandparents (laughs) all right so we're gonna go ahead and give this one a shot um so to speak Many yeah. shots directly many, into many shots. Out thinking, out We're going to uh, go ahead and give this one a play, and we'll get back as soon as we're done. All right, so we finished up our game of Wings of War. Nope, Wings of Glory now. Yes. How was it? What do we think? Sam, you're the new guy. Go ahead. Give us give us your thoughts. Sam, you uh, didn't burn to death. What did you think? <laughs> I liked the part where uh, I, I I rammed John's plane intentionally, and he crashed, and I didn't. Uh, and I was amused by how easily uh, just going up one elevation made it so that a bunch of shooting didn't happen. Yeah. So let's talk about that collision to kind of to, to end the game essentially. <laughs> So, when there's a collision in Wings of Glory, the rule is that each player pulls a damage card off the C deck, and that's the damage that you take. And Samuel pulled a zero. Yeah. So, no damage to Samuel. That was fine. On the flip side, John pulled a 10. For his... 15 and, health and, and plane? Planes are typically about 15 points. So, so I think that one just You already had eight pilot. damage, though, right? Yeah, I already had some damage. So that yeah. was the end of me. So 26 damage 
on a 15 no, health. No, 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 18 no, damage. I was like oh, 18 eight, yeah, damage. two fours, not yeah. two eights, duh. Sorry, so 18 damage, sorry. I just, I, just trying to visualize narratively how Samuel drops out of the sky, takes zero damage to then just completely break John's plane in half. Well, you just I gotta, don't think he broke his plane in half. I think he just had a soft skull. The propeller hit it. Boom, <laughs> it was out of there. I mean, now right. you were his wingman. I mean, you, you Did can... you see it happen? Oh, wait. No, I, no, no. I went home. <laughs> <laughs> I played the wrong card and went home, and I was sipping tea. So you can, but you, you can picture how perhaps the underbelly of the plane might not be terribly essential to flying. Uh, but descending from above, you might hit something that was like a wing structure or yeah. a propeller yeah. or something. Or the right? pilot. I mean, they, so 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 the, so the the rule is if two planes are occupying the same space and they're at the exact same altitude, there is every there's an opportunity that the two planes are going to hit. And the C deck has a lot of zeros in it and a lot of big numbers. And the idea is that this is the this is an artillery shell going by. It either blows up as it's going by and you take massive damage. Or it keeps going, and you take nothing, and that's the nature of the sea deck. And 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 one of the rules for for collisions is anybody who's involved in the collision takes a card off of the sea deck. So 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 the sea deck is a really really lucky or unlucky deck depending on which cards you pull. Whereas yeah. the A and the B deck, which are the machine gun decks, the the, the the damage that you usually do with your airplane are a little more consistent. There's still a lot of zeros in there, but but you're going to get maybe a five. Yeah, chance and then are the the one like well, there's two good cards that would. You hit the fuel tank and it the the plane explodes, or you right. you put one between the rear gunner's eyes, right? And um, right. But yeah. So the way that I kind of have resolved it in my head is Samuel successfully weaponized his landing gear. Yep, it may have just just broke my neck popped it right on top yep. of your head, just yep. right on your dome. He yep. just so he landed on your head. So now yep. here's the question: Does that count as a plane kill? Like if I'm if I'm putting tallies on the board for my Were you status, flying? you mean when you, get you back? killed somebody? Then All yeah, right. I'm just asking. Did I'm, you cause a plane to hit the ground? Yes. Is with that something you want to take credit with all your buddies when they've shot planes down with like finesse and skill? And you, you know, because keep in mind that when you're going down on top of something like that, you can't see it. It was all spot. skill. Yeah, sure it was. I uh, think sure that counts. Yeah. I think that counts. A bulldozer in the sky, yeah. essentially. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I, had, I had to text specifically reinforce my undercarriage just for there such a purpose. There you go. Yeah, I'm just- so I, I think we can say that this this game does paint pictures. It kind of tells a story oh, yeah. about what yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah about and, how uh, one one pilot got bonked to death and right. the other one ran away and, yeah. the, and the other one said huh that was funny i must have hit something afterwards, i meant to oh, push you, the stick to the left you, but i pushed it to the right well you, i guess you i realized you hit that plane when you were <laughs> guess i'm going home to have tea so but but, yeah. but more, more to the point i mean we did a whole chunk of maneuvering in the middle where we were kind of having a devil of a time getting each other in our sights. I was trying so hard to shoot somebody. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they're a little bit out of the way. You and shot course, at me one and, time. And, yeah. And, and yeah. Sam, Sam went up an altitude peg, which means you have to be closer. So a lot of stuff that if we had all been at the same altitude would have scored hits because he was a full peg up did not. I and think I would not. have taken four or five shots if I'd still been altitude Received three. four or five. Yeah. I would have yeah. received four or five shots. Yep. yep. I would have given out, Two or three, but. and 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 your plane with its quicker climb, there's there you know altitude wins battles, and that's true with modern fighters too. You want you want to be on the top because you can give up altitude for speed and distance, and you can't do the opposite. Yeah. Climbing, and I hard. mean, frankly, that that one climb 
card I played, the, the very first one at the start of the game, saved me from, I think, three collisions before mm-hmm. I hit altitude four. Like, Yeah, hmm. I mean, I've always just kind of ignored altitude. Like, the planes that I flew never were, like, really good at altitude. So yeah, it just, was never, just like you ignore it was the never, edges of the board. I mean, I didn't ignore it. I kind of went straight for it. <laughs> <laughs> I ignored the direction that my card was facing. Right, right. I understand. Right. And, <clears throat> and Stephen, you, you made a mistake that's real easy to make, and everybody's done it, where especially if your plane is, if it's coming towards you, you look I mean, at your I card turn my and you want to go left, down and, everything. and you'll grab I was the just, turn right card, and when you put it down, you go, wait a minute, that uh, I'm supposed to go the other way. And of course, you've got two more cards to follow it, and you're like... Oh well, this is interesting. Let's see where I end up when all this is said and done. So there's there's sometimes on occasion the game can be sort of hilarious because you you play the wrong turn and you fly like through three enemy airplanes and get shot at from all directions. <laughs> and with any luck, you survive it. But but that's that's the sort of thing. Yeah, I think that, can that outcome would have been a lot more interesting than just see you guys. flying off the edge of the board. <laughs> yeah, deuces. Yeah. I'm out. Could have been cool too if it was the other way around, where all of a sudden you're behind both of us. What? Yeah, <laughs> yes, right. No, that's by, exactly by what I meant to do. That's right. He's a savant. I can't. The enemy can't predict what you're going to do if you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted to play it the way you were talking about, where it's just a deck of cards you shuffle <laughs> when you lay three yeah, down. I, so, so you have a whole deck of cards that is unique per plane. It's between 18 right. and 24 right. cards, depending and on the engine. I thought, that, I thought that was really cool that the different planes each had different decks because it meant they, they felt pretty distinct. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I didn't realize you got to look at your whole deck of cards. Yeah, so when every we turn started, when you place your cards, are you not, you're you not turning cards over randomly. You're deciding, yeah. I want to turn I, left, I go straight, turn right. We were going to have like a hand of, of five or six cards, and you pick three, and then you shuffle yourself a new hand. Yep. Nope, nice. and then every turn you pick up all of your cards back again, yeah. and you get to do it. But all I, I over thought again. it was really cool how the different planes aren't terribly distinct numbers-wise. Like you got how fast they can climb and how much health they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the cards are really different. Like I saw, I had a lot of sharp turns. Mm-hmm. Like I think I had two each of the sharp turns, which mm-hmm. was I think maybe more than anybody else. Well, you, oh, so you had two left and two right, very sharp. And yeah. that's a D7's maneuverability because it yeah. just has so much engine and that, it, can, that it can hoist its way around. helped me out a few times where yeah. I was able to just spin really fast. Steven has three hard right turns that are not steeps. He can essentially turn on one wingtip the entire game. He can play his three cards over and over and over again and just spin in a circle right in the center of the board. I'm not saying that that's a good strategy, but... I mean, it would have prevented me from going off the edge. You would have fallen, not fallen off the edge of the board. Yeah, that's true. So uh, so each each plane flies a little bit differently. That was strategery. uh, I I flew next to the edge. He came after me and just kept going. Right, right, right. drew him off. (laughs) You drew him off. I mean, had I played the right card, I would have been right on your butt. Just, yeah, it would have been bad for you. But... Mm. Instead, it was bad for me. That's how. That's I how mean, you lived. Crumbles. I did live, but I did not participate in victory. Yeah, so did we. <laughs> we <laughs> lived too. That's right. My yeah. my plane wasn't scratched. I drew one damage card that whole time, and it was a zero. I had a few holes in mine because I had altitude. So, um, uh, needless to say, this uh, I, I'm I'm. I've been to a self-help group for this game because over the years, and I, you know, I've been, gosh, it's coming up on 20 years now that I've been purchasing components for this this game. And you know, initially, like I said, the planes are relatively inexpensive, and you start getting piles of them. And then, um, 
a couple, well, probably four or five years back, a guy was getting rid of his entire collection. I said, well, no, I'm not going to buy this because they're all going to be duplicates. And then I looked at his planes and I'm like, somehow he had all the stuff I did not and nothing that I did. I mean, out of like 40 planes, there were three duplicates. And half was World War II, half was World War One. And I'm like, do I pick up 40 planes for like $240 shipped? And I'm like, yep. I did. I sure do. So I bought them, and it came in this crazy package. I thought all of them were going to be broken, but son of a gun, every single one of them came through completely unharmed. So it ended ended up being a really nice pickup. But um, uh, I was telling these guys that the 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 World War One game is you you lay down three cards and you play three cards. The World War Two version, you play one card, you lay down another, and there's a card in the middle that you shift over. So you are constantly laying down a card with one more card still face down. So you can't change your next maneuver you can change the maneuver after that so your brain you can go fast or slow and all the cards have two arrows on them one for when you're going fast which is longer and one for going slow which is slower and you can only change between speeds once every other card as well so you get this odd sort of your brain needs to be dealing with the fact that you still have a card down and you're not allowed to look at it, so you better remember what it was, and then you're playing another card after it, and the game becomes much more cognitively complicated because you have to be keeping track of all of that stuff. In, in this game, you, you play your three, and then you get a break. <sighs> okay, let's see what happens. Let's see yeah, where Sam is. I, I will admit there were a few times where I was like, yeah, I'm kind of holding things up. I'm just going to pick a card that I think will put me roughly where I want to go. Yep. And let's see what happens. Yep. And what's remarkable is none of the planes are where you think they're going to be. I mean, you look at it and say, he has to turn the corner. He's going to be. It's the only thing that makes any sense. And then he does something completely different. And you're like, yeah, I think I, think I, I think I put myself somewhere intentionally and was like, yes, this is just as I planned it. I think that happened like twice. Hmm. And it just goes to show. So now was it Chris that ended his turn on an Immelman? So we knew like he was going to be, he'd have yes, to go straight. have to go straight. That was one, and I think you did that yeah, as John well. Yeah, John did that too. I yeah. did as well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, that's one of the times where I got you. I was like, I know yep. exactly what he's going to yep. do. But I did four or five of them for the whole. I mean, that seemed like half the time that's what I was doing was Immelman, turning around. Yeah. Flying loop-de-loops. Yes. Oh, I just, I, I thought about it. I only did an Immelman once. Most of the time I just turned. I, I Immelman once as well. I, I was more Most zoomy of the time zoomy. I was like, eh, it seems yeah. easier made, for me to I just turn. For everybody and else. the Henry out the HD1. Has nice turns left and has nice turns right. So I've got to, and so does the D seven. So you've got, we've got a little bit more option. These guys were flying um, um, faster, uh, less maneuverable planes. Although though Steven, yours turns right very well. Does mm-hmm. not turn left well at all. Yeah, so. I disagree. If only I could have turned left. Tragic. Could have stayed on the board. So we've gotten to the point in the show where we need to give this game a rating. So Samuel, we'll start with you because you you dropped from the sky and rained death on John and probably bashed his head in with yeah, your landing like with, with your landing strike. You didn't even scratch your paint. Nope. Propeller. Frankly, even Shop. if we'd both drawn a ten, I'd have been fine. I'd been untouched. Uh, so I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, it was. I mean, as your first play. Yeah. It yeah. was. It was kind of zany. Hmm. Um. It probably felt that way to me because, uh, frankly, I'm not very good with that sort of card-based movement. I've played games with that style before, and I never quite end up where I think I'm going to. Um, And that's maybe just an exposure thing. I'm sure if I played lots of it, I'd get better at it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I would I would rate this a solid seven. Okay. I enjoyed this. I guess the real question is, having been this was your first game and all, mm-hmm. if the if if the option were available, would this be something that you would want to play again? Sure. Yeah, for sure. So I was just thinking about this. Um, you know, John's been collecting the game for a very long time, and I'm going to go ahead and roll this into my rating. But you know, there's a John has collected so much. There's kind of a glut of choice. Mm. So when you're setting the game up, it actually takes a little bit longer because there's so many different planes, and each plane plays a little differently. And he's got the really nice neoprene mats, so you got to lay those out. I remember when I first bought the game and it was a box with two decks of cards and two planes and then one shared uh, damage deck. And you could just throw that out on the table and be in a dog fight within 10 minutes of deciding to play. Yeah. And I mean, we could do that with your collection. It Mm -hmm. just is, you know, well, be a shame. I mean, it's like, you know, Hey, I know he, I know he's got the Red Baron. Let's let's dig that one out because it's a really cool looking plane or whatever the one that you had that had a skull on the side. Like I mean, going through and like picking your plane and then using the neoprene mats, which are really nice. I'm not gonna lie, and they they kind of keep the cards in place so mm-hmm. that you're not sliding around on the table a lot. It's a game that can play real quick, and so I like it for that. That you can get a game. On the tech, you can decide to play. You can have a game up and running in about ten minutes, and the game can last ten minutes, mm-hmm. or it can last forty minutes, or it can last an hour, depending on if you're playing a scenario, if you're playing with a bunch of people. It's a really good. It's very flexible in the way that it plays. So with all of that, and just like the, so with all of that, and the way the the cards work and the the shooting works and the theming and everything. I think it works very well together. It's a great seven. It's, it's something that I'm glad we played again. It's brought it back to the top of my mind. And, you know, I hope we get to play it again sooner rather than later. Like four years is too long to, to go between games. If if John said, I'm going to bring it along with me and we'll put it on the table and we'll do a 15 minute, dog fight the start of every night i'd be like all right cool deal yeah. me out of plane yeah and to and you're right i i have so much stuff that it that just the sheer baggage i mean literally getting it here from the car can be tough i mean yeah, you do it on one trip two trips? no I, I can do it on one trip <laughs> but i've had to figure out how to do that because I, I did this I, enough times i kind of think if you made it into like hey we're just going to be a fun game we're just i'm going to bring one part of it or right something. So, you, so you build a kit that yeah. is just the pieces and anybody coming into this from scratch can go get Two dual packs, and I'd recommend getting. Well, obviously you're going to get one first, but but I'd recommend getting two dual packs because playing two on two is a really a much better game, and it's very interesting. And you'll get two damage decks to go along with it. You mix those together, which tends to keep things a little bit more interesting than having the the one damage deck where once a card is out of it, you know it's it's done. Um, and really, for thirty, forty, fifty dollars, you can get a heck of a game rolling, and you know, sometimes less is more. You just you just need the pieces you need, and anything after that is is gravy. And I've had a good time collecting it. I'll admit, this is the one game that I collect. I mean, the rest of my games are just stuff that I've got on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, but but from this is the game I collect, and it's you don't need to do that. So it's it's a game you can get into relatively cheap, and the models, quite frankly, are very very pretty. Oh, they're very pretty. So yeah. you can't complain That's about a big. 
big part of the component. Yeah. Is, yeah. is how nice they look. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm not sure it needs to be asked, John, but what would your rating be? Oh, this is this is the 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 seven on top of my sevens. I mean, you don't spend six or eight hundred dollars on a game unless you think it's okay. So yeah, I mean, I'm curious. Are you still going to spend more? Are you done? <laughs> Every once in a while, I buy an airplane. So you you get me a, an HE one eleven that's painted in uh in in the in the green and brown, and I'm going to buy it from you. And or if, or, if, or an FW one ninety is is the other plane that I've kind of got an eye out for. If I pick up either of those, I'd be really happy. But no, it's it's not something where I'm going to the game store and looking every day. And nowadays, really, you're buying it online. And the stuff once it's released, it sells. So um, you kind of have to look at. Are there limited edition li- limited numbers of them, or the, do the, they? The, they're the, more the rare. Or? They're, they're not. It's it's not like they're trying to be rare. But as best I can tell, the, the company has the the financial and managerial skills to more or less have one coming out and, and one on deck at all times. So a particular model of aircraft will come out. There'll be three or four different paint jobs and that's, that's what you're going for. So that's, what's going to come out. So this, this week it's, it's Spitfires or what's available. So Ooh, that's fun. Spitfire, right. Or, and, <laughs> and, and, and next week it's, it's a, it's, it's a Hellcat or whatever. I mean, and, and so you buy what you buy, what's available. And, and, um, and after that, you're starting to look in the aftermarket and some stuff is cheap in the aftermarket and some stuff is expensive because it's hard to find. Yeah. I'm curious, you were pointing out some of the planes and some of the propellers actually moved yeah is that like a newer feature or is no, that an old feature no, that's an old 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 feature that's okay. back when china made stuff with slave labor and you could get that level of detail and quality uh super cheap because there were political prisoners that needed to be kept busy so they didn't think about escaping and shipping prices were much cheaper back then that whole era and this is the going back to world of warcraft the board game that era of games is gone where you could do these great big games and sell them for you know in theory they were 79.99 but in reality you were getting them from the online stores for 40 bucks and that's just that's not in the that's not in the works anymore that's, that, that part of the economy is gone Sad song for Heroescape. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Chris, you're up. What'd I am you- up. Um, I think John said it earlier that you know the game really paints a picture. It's a portrait. All of us had kind of like an image of how the fight and how the flighting, flying went. Um, I, I've played it, I think, seven times now, and there's other battles that this brought up that kind of recalled of uh, the fun that you have just the story that it makes. Right. And and that, that was important to me with a game is I want to kind of feel like I was there, like I was actually going over and I was aiming for a plane and that in my mind, I yeah. can kind of picture and envision that. So I have to give it a, I think I'm going to give it a straight up seven. All right. All right. Great. So wings of wings of glory. Thank you. Excuse wings me. Of wings, wings of, of glory. Uh, give it a shot. Uh, it's pretty available. Um, and it's just straight up pretty. It's, I mean, yeah. yeah. So talk about a game where the components actually are in service of the game. Seriously, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about buying this game, but those components are nice. Yeah, yeah. they're like, gorgeous. Not, got, only, not only are they beautiful, they're functional. And historic. And, I mean, yeah, and historic. So it's not like uh, your Kickstarter where you're just getting pieces of plastic because... And they're painted. It sells a game. These are... They're functional, completely yeah, yeah. functional, they're, completely, they're ga- and, and each, so, each one is different and, and yeah. catches your eye. So, the, yeah, these are game functional, and, I mean, yeah, they're beautiful. We keep saying that, but they really are. Yeah, go look at the photographs. Go look at the pictures. Game. Thank you. Go look at the pictures. 
get yourself a copy. It's it's a great game. You won't you won't be sorry. John, Sam, Chris, and I thank you for joining us in conversation about Wings of Glory. You can join us in conversation by visiting our website, sellergames.com, where you can find links to our social media and Discord server. We also have a blog and a guild on BoardGameGeek. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, that's that's a that's a compromise. Captain Sonar, if somebody loses, everybody loses. I mean, it is Captain Sonar is just a crap game, so I'm not sure we even want to include that in the discussion. (laughs) I think Stevens are. It's an activity. It's not really much of a game. did I buy that game and yes, then you did. gave it away? And then left it here at my house. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I wonder, wonder how that happened. Well, don't you need like Oops. eight Seems people, like there's a lot of games here like that. <laughs> yeah, Moto Grand Prix is over there, though. I want to keep my finger on that one. Okay. Speaking of racing games today. Oh, God, there it is again. Sam doesn't like race games. <laughs> he know understand race games. I'm Sam, I don't like race Beat, stomp, destroy. I only like one Go race up. game. <laughs> Make sure I say Please that. tell me you're recording. Of course. <laughs> Great. That will be the intro to. That'll be the Christmas edition. <laughs>